Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Today is the day you will lose fat. Come see Dr. T at NJ Diet. Easiest diet I've ever done. It's changed my life. Come see Dr. T. Using blood work and DNA testing. 1-855-5-NJ-DIET and njdiet.com. Change your life in only 40 days with NJ Diet. Full disclosure, I started listening to Killer Kalyan after both Scarface, Pusher T, and Bumby talked about him on social media. Embarrassing disclosure for me because Killer has been killing it for two, since 2001. He's worked with DJ Drama, Wiz Khalifa, Bumby, many more. And with that, I want to welcome him to the library with Tim Monaco. Thank you for so much for doing this. Thank you, my boy. Thank you. Cool. So first, I mean, so my first question is, um, you see a Bun, Bunby, you know, co-signed you on social media and just co-signed you in real life. You get Pusha T and you get Scarface. What was your immediate reaction when you saw all those posts? So I've been knowing all those guys for some years, being that they're also my favorite favorite guys. Mm-hmm. But to to see them give me my roses, bro, that, that, it, it, to me, those are the, the goats. Those are my goats. Push is definitely one of my goals, fearlessly, ferocious. Facing, facing bun, them alone, ferocious. When I tell you for that, that, that meant everything. That's it. All right. And that's, that, that must be great also. Cause, I mean, like you said, they gave you your roses while you were alive, and there's so many, you know, yeah. we have that issue today. You know, a lot of times we don't, we wait till the person's dead to give them their roses. Um, so that must have been an amazing, I guess, amazing compliment for you once you saw that, you know, and you're alive to appreciate oh, that. Oh, yeah, man. That meant, that meant everything to me to get that cosign. Like, that's the shit. That, that, that's what I work for. Like, I rap for the oohs and ahs. Because mm-hmm. growing up in rap, that's that's what I felt like was the whole purpose. When I heard the lyrics, I wanted to be able to be like, ooh, ugly face. And so when I write and I rap, I want to get the ugly face. Like listening to pushing, listening to bun, listening to face. It's like you know how you just get that face like some stink. <laughs> that, that's. I feel like if 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 a MC can't make you make that face, you're not really doing that. And it's been quite some time that I haven't been making those faces. <laughs> nice. What were the for you? I mean, you mentioned it before, but what were if you took a Scarface track, a Pusha T track, and a Bun B track? Each of them, what what were those tracks that kind of made you say, "Oh shit, these guys are amazing"? 
Okay. Jesse James is my favorite face person, face to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Because we have a real good relationship. Fun is um has to be man, it's so many records with Bun. Right. To where um I gotta say murder has to be one of my all time favorite Bun B verses and supposed to bubble. But it's so many, it's countless. Even with face and bun, it's it's countless. Push the T it's too many to goddamn name. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll push it. Just his recent body of work is is phenomenal. Mm. But you know, grinding, you know, his records on the first Cliffs album. It, it's too many to name. I can't pick one. Like right. I, I'm a damn that be too biased. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I, I so you came out. You dropped in you know 2001. Um, what was your goal or I mean what was your kind of mission with this art? Would you I don't to... even think I don't think it was two thousand one when Welcome to the Hood was my first body of work. And that's oh three, I wanna oh. say. Yeah, that's oh three. Welcome to the Hood was oh three. And it was just pretty much I've never and this is what's crazy, I've never really the Texas music that I grew up on was those guys that I'm damn near naming. Like, everything else, it, it damn near bled my ears. Because right. I've always grew up on that, but I'm an East Coast guy. Mm. Everything East, all of the best rappers to me, if you didn't have Bun and Face in the conversation, Southern, A-Ball is in that conversation as well. It's so many that I can name. Ice Water Swarm. Mm. There's so many guys that I can name that's just lyrical. Zero. You know what I'm saying? It's just lyrical. But outside of those guys, it's completely East Coast and West Coast. Mm. So I grew up with a collective. My my musical platform is pretty much, it's real colorful. Um, like the rappers that I grew up on, Texas, DOC. That's another one I forgot to name. One of the Godfathers against the rap, mm. you know. Um, Q, very lyrical, you know. Cam, old guy from the West, very lyrical, you know. Um, Big Daddy Kane, anybody know me? Know I'm a Big Daddy Kane fanatic. You know that the, the baddest bar known to man to me is stick a quarter up your hand because you played yourself. Nice. Like that's like. One of the most phenomenal balls ever. You know, Cool J, one of the dopest ever. My favorite rapper on planet Earth, Jay-Z. Like, it's just it's Biggie. Like, I was one of the guys, like, when the world was just so Tupac, because my two favorite guys ever is Pac and, Pac and Hove. Mm-hmm. You know? But when Big came, we ready to die. In the midst of everything, and then life after death, like I I listen to that shit now, and it's almost nostalgic, bro. Right. Like that shit is better than everything now. Me against the world is better than I- anything right now, currently. Those two, I can put those on right now, and it's it, it, it's it's current. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell you, one of the questions I. 
That's interesting. You you bring you bring a big again. That actually brings me to one of my questions about in the uh, in your project Thirty Days Thirty Deaths Two. Uh, yeah. On the track, all you need, all I need, you spit. Do you know your history? I am Biggie on victory. Um, yeah. What's the significance for you of victory uh, in terms of your your career and also Biggie Smalls? Meaning, re- re- say that one more time. Let me get it, get that clearly. I guess why why choose? I'm just curious why choose uh, victory as kind of the track that you Bro, you're that, that fucking that fucking song is like my intro. Me and Slim did um a project called Me and Slim Thug did a project called Having Things, and Victory was always one of my favorite records. So we started it, you know what I'm saying, with that track. Because that was one of my favorite tracks ever, and like Biggie was out of his mind on that on that record, completely out of his mind. And like to me, that's one of the hardest verses ever in rap history. So that's why I say like in that in that line, I'm, I feel like right now I'm rapping in reverse. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting better. It's like the older I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting better because rap so technical to me. Lyricism is so technical, and the, and I feed myself information on a daily basis. And the life I'm living, I can really speak for guys that when rap really meant something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm busy on victory right now. Like, I'm that busy right now to win. This man wasn't doing nothing but getting better. Like, every project Biggie ever done, he got better. And it's like me, I feel like I'm damn near Benjamin Button in rap. Nice. The way I make records now, like it, it's it's weird the way that I write. I don't need beats. I have a cadence or something in my mind. I have a sequence, a drum sequence in my mind. Or I'll take elements out of an instrumental and I'll try to make my lyrics the instrument. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, that's dope, yeah. So are you? So does that mean you're you're? Do you find yourself more involved with the production aspect of it? Definitely. Like I'm big on production. Like I don't. Nobody really never picks beats for me. I do all it myself. And I like. I almost. I always say like my mind don't think like a PC. Like I, I'm almost like a Mac processor. Nice. The way the the way my mind thinks. Like I I can see sound if that makes sense yeah like yeah. i catch something and i like every every record every beat so different because i like to have a different style on every beat i don't rap the same on nothing because i think when your familiarity it get when your when your flow pattern gets too familiar it's easily mimicked you know what i'm saying yeah and that shit get boring to me when you got the same rap pattern that's why, like, I love the new age shit, but it get boring because all that shit starts sounding the same. And it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. It's damn near like, I like suspense and rap. Like, I like when you when you rapping and shit is suspenseful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you just waiting on that next line. Like, what the fuck you finna say? Or how you finna say it? And me personally, like, if I can describe my flow pattern, I don't let the beat breathe. Nice. I like to be all over the beat. So that's why, like, a lot of times when I pick beats, I like open, hard, make your hair stand up like beats. But I want my flow to be the same way. I want your hair standing up. 
do you find your is you know as I was doing the research for this interview, um, you talked about how once you started rapping, you know about real stuff. That's when you realized people started listening to you, right? Uh, and then yeah. and then I think about you. You talked about how you know David Banners, who's who's been on the show and who's one of the greatest people on earth. Um, and one of the best human beings I know. Yeah, I mean, you talked about him being a kind of a mentor to you, and you know your con- daily con- yeah, you know yeah. conversations with him. Have you found that your content has started changing as well? Um, and if so, how the has it changed? I've always been what it was. I always was a realist. I think people just caught on to me being a realist late. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the content of me talking about this shit. If you go to all my projects. The conversation I've been having, I feel like as an artist, as an artist, the, the the more information you gather and the more projects you do, the content has to change at some point because you're not the same individual you was. You understand yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? So I feel like the more the older you get, and I don't even want to put age on the fact that I just want to say knowledgeable. The more knowledge you obtain, I feel like rap, rappers with messages. And that's the way we deliver messages. Think about back in the day, we grew era we grew up in. We used to get all our messages delivered through hip hop. Right. And I think whatever you put into the atmosphere, rappers was always the cool guys. So whatever you put into the atmosphere, think about it. Rappers want to be ball players and athletes, and athletes want to be rappers. And I, because the, the rappers are the cool guys, they say whatever the fuck they want to say when they want to say it. Right. And so a lot of the messages, when you didn't have the news, hip hop was the news. So being that we messages and, and everybody is receptive to our conversation, whatever we put into the atmosphere is damn near the thing to do. Like Hove fans, <clears throat> Hove used to dictate fashion so much, and whatever cool if Hove said was the shit, I would watch niggas in the street go do everything Jay Z said. Jay Z talked about a watch. I seen for a good, perfect example. Jay Z talked about Audemars Piquet's twenty years ago, and niggas is just not starting to buy that. He talked about Richard Mill. This man had a fucking Richard Mill on fifteen years ago, and they just not catching wind of that shit now. But anything Hove said was cool was the thing to do. Now that Hove talking about financial freedom and your blackness, and he and he really embraced embracing his blackness. Everybody embracing that shit. Now. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it make it even more better. Not not to mention that financially he's a billionaire now, right. and he having this backwards conversation. And not to say that it meaning literally like he's talking backwards, but the the shit that you would be expecting him to talk about now, he had to dumb down the flow. Because he was eons ahead of everybody. Right. And I feel like now nah, everybody's just not catching up to me. To make a long story short and, and, and to say what I'm saying, everybody's just now catching up to me with, with my rest, which I'm cool with that. Because when they go back and listen now, you will see then I was ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? I mean, you mentioned how. I mean, it's true. I mean, you mentioned how uh, Jay Z essentially had to dumb down some of his lyrics for people to catch yeah. up. Do you do you feel you've done that as well, or do you, you kind of? Dump... I, it's hard for me to do. It. Everybody tell me that. Everybody tell me that. My girl even tell me that shit. Sometimes you got to dumb your shit down. 
everybody not going to catch it. But I feel like that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to change with the time. I feel like I'm so good at doing me. If I start trying to do what everybody else is doing, I'm going to be damn near in uniform. Right. And I feel like that's the problem with hip-hop right now. Everything's so in uniform. The powers that be is controlling the sound. And hip-hop not controlling the sound. Like, I remember back then, like, it was no such thing as a radio record. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was no formula for that shit. A hit was a hit. Like, think about DMX making Slipping and Falling. You would never think that that would be, a like, a radio record. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the fact that he talked so much real shit, everybody going through that can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, now... It's damn near uniform on what's a radio record. That's a radio record right there. What the fuck is that? And just with me, lyrically, I don't want to be that. I don't want to have to dumb my shit down simply because everybody else is going left. I'm a, I'm, I swim against the current. Like, if the wave going, I'm going to swim against it damn near like a surf, trying to catch a wave. But I'm not trying to catch a wave. I'm trying to really control the tide and everything with me. Like, I feel like when you follow waves and shit and you surfing, you're going to wipe the fuck out doing that. Lyric and, and rap. Because you you start becoming what's the now, and then you'll get so caught up in that shit. You'll get so caught up in that shit that you're receptive to that shit, and then you become that shit, and you're not your own sound. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I would never think in a million years, this is even a better example. Think about... Back in the day, everybody used to want to be from New York. Now everybody want to be country. Yeah, good point. Yeah. That's just how much the Southern region has manipulated hip-hop now. That everybody is cool to be country now. When that shit, those fucking bammers, like everybody used to look at us like we were slow as fuck. Now everybody want to be us. I always got the sense that from being from New York and then listening to Southern hip-hop, uh, there always was this sense of kind of like uh, 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 being authentic about what was going on and being yeah. and kind of and kind of when when New York was in like the heyday of emceeing and rapping, kind of yeah. we passed and I that. I went away from that. Like, it's no really no New York dudes on really in major circulation right now. Who who can I say one that's one of the big dials right now? French. And that's one of my good friends. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say that we meaning friends now, but we in the past we were friends through the music. You know what I'm saying? And I've I've known French for some time. And French always been a Southern cat. He was one of the guys in New York that was jamming screw. And that, that, that pushed screw waves. So, you know, and he's very southern. His whole that cadence down. I would have never imagined New York niggas rapping like that. Never in life. Right. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's no, true. But um, when you you have a line in uh on the streets don't love off the thirty days uh thirty deaths too, and you talk no. about it goes I'm following never leading. I'm trying from from waking them from sleeping, but I don't think I'm achieving. Uh, it's yeah. one, of, one of the many gems, I think, especially on that track. Uh, what can you talk about that that line and what it means to you? And kind of, I feel like 
I'm trying to give them the knowledge of what's going on from a person that's been through it, through experience. And it's like I'm shaking the youth, but they not trying to hear that shit. Like, the youth so lost right now? The youth is so lost? You can be telling them all the right shit. But if you damn near not looking the part, if you ain't in a legit, you ain't in a Rolls Royce, you ain't dripping in diamonds, you ain't doing all the drugs, they don't want to hear that shit. They are so lost now. They like robots to where I can shake the fuck out of you and you're not going to get it. Hmm. So what is your, I guess, what do you think, what do you think the, I, so I, I kind of, I, I, you know, I, I heard the, your mixtape last year, the, the Rain Motel, uh, which released yeah. in 2017, and it's your dedication to yeah. Dr. King, but also it's there to raise awareness to the youth and the community. Um, what role do you think the MC has in terms of the youth and empowering the youth? They, they're very much in charge of a lot of shit. You know, you got guys walking around. Man, I just seen two young niggas arguing over hair color. That's the most gay shit in the world to me. Like, you walking around looking like a fucking weirdo now. And that shit cool to do. To where, as back in the day, a lot of shit that I see going on, you the guy looked at like a fucking weirdo back then. Back then. So, we rapper said and, and says, that shit go a long way. Hmm. It go a long way. A, a long way. So I feel like when you deliver, like like I said before, the the rapper is the message. Mm-hmm. Is, is the messenger. And whatever message you delivering and you standing on it, people going to be receptive to it. They going to follow that. Especially when you giving them information. What I did was a lot of guys wasn't talking about history. Right. You know, we had got to a point in rap where somebody was Pablo Escobar and El Chapo. Nobody was talking about our people no more. Wasn't no more public enemies. Wasn't no more righteous teachers. Wasn't no more ex-clan. Wasn't no more native tongues. All that shit is... Rap had its outlets where it was different conversations. You had damn near genres within hip-hop. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That shit don't exist no more. No conscious rap, no more commons. Like I, I can go on. Like my, 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 my musical roller dicks. I'm a damn near human jukebox. Like I'm that big on rap, to where those messages were no longer available no more. Wasn't nobody talking about that. I know a lot of people that didn't know what the fuck the Lorraine Motel was until I made them understand, and then they understood my concept behind it. Hmm. And then when they start listening and looking, will there be what, what's what's next for you? I mean, I know you just released this, so I hate asking this question, but like, what's next in terms? Okay, of- the next project that I'm finna do now is on um, the Autobahn Ballroom, where Malcolm X was assassinated. It's the part two to Lorraine Motel. Oh, nice. And kind of, what's the focus on? I, I mean, I obviously know what the Autobahn Ballroom is, but what's the focus in terms of? Uh, the focal point is now is 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 the Lorraine Motel. To where I pretty much was talking about what's going on in society, society with oppression against black folks, to where now my focus is, if you understood the narrative behind the Autobahn Ballroom and how Malcolm X died, which truly, what a lot of people don't know, Martin Luther King wasn't killed, wasn't wasn't killed by James and what, how they tried to make Malcolm X get killed by another Muslim. So I'm taking that 
and I'm educating them on now my narrative is talking about it's us versus us and it's no longer and on the old hotel it was us versus them. Mm-hmm. So now the old more focused on us versus us, on how blacks are so against blacks. And now like we the KKK ourselves now. To where I'm using the with a narrative. I'm gonna teach them that Malcolm X wasn't killed by black folks, but that saying black folks killed him, which even in the movies and the books, to where we both know that that's not what happened. But I'm gonna use that as a narrative, speaking on how we we not oppressed. At this point, we have all the knowledge and everything, and all the know-how, and it's like we against each other. So, and that's really, you know, me to where now I'm really talking about that. And that's one of the things being mentored by Banner and me and Banner have a lot where Banner will call me sometimes be like, you mad at your people? And I'll be like, nah. But the thing is, I'm not going to divert from the fact that we part of our own problem. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I just want to use my platform, my opportunity to talk about that we part of the problem. I want to educate you to where I want y'all to understand that we part of the problem, but we can fix us. Mm. Nobody else needs to fix us but us. You got to look at it, man. We, we're the biggest consumers in everything. Black people, we spend trillions of dollars, and we don't even circulate none of their financial income within our community. Never. That's That's a problem to me. We used to have a lot of black designer labels we don't we 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 curate and create the ways for everybody and all things cool and we don't take advantage of it with our own people i'm talking about all this on this project any any upcoming projects maybe you and uh banner conversation but rapping man um he's really i'm he, he's really i'm i'm gonna get pretty much banner want me to start doing a lot of talking like what he do and Outside of rap, I think I'm finna do me a podcast to where I'm gonna touch on a lot of Joe Budden really inspired me to want to do that and start really bringing real talk back into the conversation. Cause like I say, everybody fucking robots right now. Mm-hmm. If if you see if you see, if Jay Z go jump out of plane butt naked in the speedo, you gonna see everybody go jump out of plane butt naked with a speedo right now. Yeah, yeah, because he got some bread. Right. It's more followers than it is leaders. Ain't no more leaders no more. Yeah, that that's really the sense I'm making. I'm looking at everybody like wanting to look like offset or rich the kids. Nobody know how to be themselves no more. The youth don't really the youth don't really look looking shit like a ball of clay and just creating in their own vision. Everybody likes to follow somebody else's vision. If that makes sense of what I'm saying. Yeah, perfect sense. Um his uh, latest project is 30 Days, 30 Deaths 2, The Goat. Uh, yeah. Killer Kalyan. Uh, thank you so much for joining me in the library with Tim Ionico. Thanks, man, for doing this. All right. Thank you, Bob. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.